Praise the Lord. God bless you, everyone. This is Apostle Ivory Hopkins. I am extremely excited to have you to listen to our podcast messages. We are trusting that the Holy Spirit will bless you. We're going to take you into a message in just a few minutes. Amen. Where I feel that God is going to give you insight, revelation, and wisdom through the teachings that the Lord has given us to present before you. If you want to get up with us on our website, our website is pilgrimsministry.org. That's pilgrimsministry.org. It is my pleasure and my honor to bring this anointed message to you where I am preaching and teaching under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, giving God's people insight that will strengthen their spiritual walk, build their family, and put under their feet the enemy on every level. Now sit back and enjoy this message. God bless you, my dear friend, and thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. I want to take time also to thank every single one of you that has blessed us with a cash app donation. Amen. You didn't have to do it, but praise God, some of you did. And I just want to thank you for it. We don't have any rules whatsoever about giving a donation. You can either give it or not. Just enjoy the word of God. That's all we ask people to do to set back and learn from the teachings that we are doing here. So we're going to take you into this teaching. Now, I am going to touch what I call a sacred cow. I'm going to touch some things, amen, that's going to really stir up some things. But, amen, you know how I roll, amen. We teach the word of God as we see it in scripture. And to those that are not born again or, or believers, I trust that the Lord gives you, amen, a touch by his spirit to draw him unto you. So some of the things I might say might go against the system of the world. But do remember, you are listening to a Christian-based podcast. Amen. This that I do on YouTube is Christian-based. So therefore, I may not match your worldly opinion. We're not mad with you, but we may not match it. Now, what I'm going to talk about is something that I've seen hundreds of times in the life of many believers. One attack of the enemy, and listen at this, when I make this statement and read this word, I want you to take your time and hear my heart, my dear friend. Understand what I'm trying to say to you. I'm going to be talking about when relationships has caused you to fall from God. Matter of fact, let me go to my screen share. You know I love to bring it up. Amen. I'm going to be talking about when relationships have caused you to fall from God and you want to be free. One of the most dangerous things that can happen to a believer's life is to find himself captured in a relationship that draws them away from God. Now, this does not mean by no means that everybody's evil. If you're not in church, if you're not saved, you're evil, bad people. This is not what I'm talking about. But I am talking about a strategy that the enemy uses, and I have seen it operate in my own personal life, and I have seen it operate in others' lives, wherein the enemy positions you in a place of sin, in a place of hooking up, whether it's sexually or emotionally, to bind you over so that the grace, the calling, and the purpose of God can get taken out of your life. Matter of fact, there is no greater weapon that I have seen in my life than the weapon of the enemy causing a believer to hook up with someone that is not from God, and all of a sudden, the toxic behavior, the control, the manipulation, 
and even what we call a strong emotional soul tie that becomes like a controlling spirit of witchcraft operates. The enemy will do this, and I'm going to go in Scripture today, show you why, and also pray for God to actually break that yoke. And I have experienced the same stronghold in my life. At the time in my life when this happened, this uh, I remember I got caught up in a demonic stronghold. And when I was casting a demon out of a young lady after I had given my life back to the Lord, and it was a fight, I will say this to you. This demon told me point blank in a 16-year-old kid speaking in a male voice, yeah, we set you up. It was us who tried to destroy you. It was us who destroyed your family. We did it. Ivory, we know who you are, and we did it. It was at that point that I realized that what I was fighting against was more intentional, more strategic, and more hateful than what I would think. And I'm talking about the demonic stronghold. That demon in the early years, in my early 20s, wrecked my first marriage. And I will say it to you. That demon wrecked it, and I mean it destroyed both of us. I'm not speaking evil against uh, anybody, but that stronghold destroyed us. And it told me, I set y'all up so that I could destroy you. People of God, I want you to hear something real good to, with me. These principalities and powers that we are fighting against, they are systematic. They go after lives. They go after families. They go after callings. So when a relationship has called you to fall from God and you want to be free, I'm going to talk a little bit about it. Now, here goes the strategic thing that the enemy does. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 4, it says, Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? This verse is no joke, my dear friend. When the apostle Paul was telling the early church this, he was reminding them and letting them know that if you are not careful, you can be set up by forming an unequally yoked commitment to someone that is not living according to your God's word, and sometimes someone that is absolutely against God's word. I have known evangelists, prophets, teachers, believers get hooked up with someone that is caught totally up in witchcraft, and they're thinking in their minds, what happened? What I'll tell you and show you how we can get caught up in these areas. In the book of 2 Corinthians, in the word, uh, uh, in the word by translation, and by, by the way, I prim primarily use the King James Version when I am teaching. But look what it says in this, in, uh, in this uh, words translation. Stop forming inappropriate relationships with unbelievers. Now, what is an inappropriate relationship? An inappropriate relationship, bottom line, straight up, is one where you get hooked up with an unbeliever, and that person gets you into sexual and emotional immorality. That's exactly what it is. And, uh, and I know we live in a society that for me to say this, oh, you ain't got no right to judge. Well, I'm saying what the word says. And if you're a Christian, you shouldn't have a problem with it. If you're not a Christian, I'm not even going to go about trying to explain it because you have to come on this side to understand this side. Communities do understand communities. Now I'm going to get on back to what I was getting ready to say. 2 Corinthians 6 and 4 in the word translation says, stop forming inappropriate relationships with unbelievers. Many of you that have done this, even when I did it, I could feel in my spirit 
my God, I'm breaking God's rules. My God, what I'm doing is not according to the moral word of God that I have been taught and that I know that is right according to Scripture. Stop forming inappropriate relationships with unbelievers. Can right and wrong be partners? Can light have anything in common with darkness? In the New Internet and the NSAB our translation, it says, do not be bond together. And that's what happens. When you get yourself hooked up, you form a bond. Whether it's emotional or whether it's sexual, you form a bond. Do not be bond with an unbelievers. For what partnership have righteousness and lawlessness, and what fellowship have light with darkness? And let me make it quite clear so no one can miss the point on this podcast. I am absolutely talking about how that many believers, male and female, have found themselves caught up and bound right back into sin, bound right back into backsliding, into the former lifestyle they used to live that God saved them from because they formed an inappropriate relationship with someone that was not saved. They violated God's word. And I don't care if it's someone in the church that says, well, I'm in the church. I'm prophet so-and-so. I'm evangelist so-and-so. I'm apostle so-and-so. I don't care what your title is. If you form an ungodly relationship breaking God's word, it can open the door to spiritual and emotional strongholds. It can open the door to demonic attachments. Are you hearing me what I'm saying? Now, I like to teach what I call balanced deliverance. Does a person always get a demon when they fall into this? I cannot say you always, 100%, definitely. I can, yep, you're going to get a demon. At best, you're going to get, at, at, at best, you're going to get disobedience to God's word. Conviction of the Holy Spirit to return. At worst, you're going to get demonic strongholds that God saved you from with other spirits coming in worse than the first. But let me go on a little bit further. This is why I tell you the enemy will go after our hearts. In the book of Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, Proverbs 4 and 23, it says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. These spiritual strongholds goes after your heart. Are you hearing me? This spirit, when these spirits try to set you up, they will tap into. Now, some people will wonder, how did I fall into it? I talk and counsel the people every day because I am a counselor that deals with more than just demons. I counsel people who have gone through situations of life. And I'm going to tell you, in my counseling business work, I run into this all the time where a person says, how did I get caught up with a narcissist? How did I find myself bound with an individual that is controlling, manipulating, not saved, and they have drawn me away, and my prayer life is now stagnant, my commitment to God is now stagnant, my, 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 my fellowship and everything has been made stagnant. How did it happen? They tapped into your insecurity. They tapped into your loneliness. They tapped into you're just wanting to be loved. The enemy don't care. The enemy wants to do this one major thing. He wants to scan your heart, scan our hearts, to find out if he can find a way to bind us. Spiritual warfare of falling back into sin and how, it, how to come out. 
Now listen at this. The enemy must position us into sin so he can lock us in. And let me highlight that. Y'all know how I like and love highlighting certain things. So one of the things the enemy will do is lock us into sin. Now, why, why does he do that? If he can lock you into some type of sin, he will find a way to gain an opening. And I say this again. I am speaking here to born-again, Bible-believing Christians who keep falling in or who have fallen into sexual immorality, evil soul ties with an individual not born again with an individual who says they're in church, but they're telling you to violate God's word, and you're wondering what happened. These spirits are going after mankind, saved or not. They're going after mankind's destiny and purpose. I believe that there are hundreds of people out here who God is trying to save, God is trying to deliver, and they're not my enemy. I'm going to say that right now. Don't hate them. Not at all. Love them. I've been them. Have, are you understanding me? I have fallen before like this. I have had this experience. Is anybody got me? Now, now when Balaam was trying to curse Israel, and I'm going to show you how this tactic works. When Balaam was paid by Balak to curse Israel in Numbers chapter 23, I'm going to read this verse from verse 8. Numbers 23, verse 8. Balaam, who was a prophet that God did speak to, that prophet became, ended up becoming a witch because he started using uh, God's gifts and God's word to gain money seducing people. So anyway, what he did was to uh, Balaam in Numbers 23 and 8, he was told to go curse Israel for Balak, an enemy of God's people. And listen to what he says in Numbers 23, 8. How shall I curse whom God hath not cursed? And how shall I defy whom the Lord have not defied? Are y'all seeing this? In verse 8, he couldn't touch him. He couldn't touch that. He could not bind people, God's people up. He had to get God's people to position themselves in a certain way or the curse that he was trying to send would not work. I maintain to tell y'all, and I'm not going to be lighthearted about it. The enemy, when it comes to relationships, will try to bind you to someone that is not your legitimate mate, someone that you have no business with. He will do that so he can position you to curse you, capture your destiny, capture your purpose, capture the grace, capture your blessings. And when you wake up, there you are tied to, hooked up with, under the dominion of someone that is not God or godly. So listen to what it says in Numbers 23, verse 20. Numbers 23, verse 20. Now listen to what Balaam says. Behold, I have received commandment to bless, and he hath blessed. Now God told Balaam, I'm blessing them. Y'all get me? God told Balaam, I'm blessing them, and you can't touch them unless they get themselves positioned in a way that the enemy has an open door. In one scripture, the Bible says, he that breaks a hedge or serpent shall bite him. Now look what it says here in Numbers 23, 20. Behold, I have received commandment to bless, and he hath blessed, and I cannot reverse it. 20, 
3.21. He have not beheld iniquity in Jacob, neither have he seen perverseness in Israel. The shout, the, the Lord his God is with him, and the shout of a king is among him. Now, I want you to see this. For the enemy to curse you and I in an ungodly relationship, number one, the enemy realizes that he has not beheld iniquity in us. That word iniquity is a word called avon, which means wickedness. So here Israel was not operating in wickedness. The next thing is said he had not seen perverseness in Israel. The word perverseness comes from a word which means to be rebellious or obstinate. And, and listen, listen to me real good. You can have a good heart and, and be captured by the enemy and actually operate in perverseness or rebellion or iniquity. That's what the enemy is doing. That's why he tries to hook us up with the wrong people. Hook us up in the wrong relationship. And most of these relationships, now some of them do marry you and they link you up and torment you the whole marriage. And then some of them takes you on nothing but a date to nowhere. You become nothing but a drive-by or a relationship that has no commitment. You move them up in your house in sin. I'm going to call it what it is. Once again, I know somebody in the world. This is not trending. Now, listen, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm talking to straight-up believers and soldiers. Because guess what? They will have you to bring this person into your house, and you can't get them out. They will have you to bring them into a relationship, and you, they won't, and you can't let them go. Or they will have you sleeping with them, and you wanting to quit. And because the sexual soul tie and the emotional soul tie has tied you in, you find yourself trapped. While on the inside, the Holy Ghost is going, run, get out. And on the outside, your emotions are going, I don't know how to. I'm captured. Let me get back to the next one. They said the Lord is with him. Now, what Balaam knew that he had to position them so that God was not with them. I'm going to tell you all something. There are things, listen, now I'm going to get ready to make a statement. I'm getting ready to make a clear statement because I know how these people are in this society today. Listen, God is not down with everything you do. I'm going to say it right now. The Lord may love you until the day you die. But he is not in agreement with everything you do. Matter of fact, the commandments that God has about morality is more to save us more than he's hard up for us not having nobody but him. So the, uh, Balaam realized he had to get Israel to a place that God was not with them, that they were doing something and God wasn't in it. Are y'all hearing me? When I was in that position of sin and immorality, God was not in it. In other words, God was working to pull me out of it. God was working me to come out of the sin and bondage, but God was not blessing my mess. I'm moving along. The shout of a king is among them. The enemy wants to tie your gifting, your life and, and up. Why does he want to tie it up like this? To take away your kingship. To take away the shout of a king. I listen I've been in ministry for a long time. Not only, like I said, have I had this happen to me. I've seen it happen to hundreds of others. I've been into ministry for a long time, and I have seen the enemy capture powerful anointed people of God. I will give you just a basic history. 
at one time, it said, glory be to God, that uh, was a great teacher, great healing evangelist, and what have you, Maria, a, a, a great a teacher. She, at one time, well, had gotten to a point where her flesh got her to a place where she fell into immorality. Are you following me what I'm saying? And when she did, she came off of the scene for a while, which fine, get off the scene and get yourself together. But what happened was that whole period of time, that person, that sin with that person had her entire gift and ministry captured. I once talked to an, a pastor's wife one time that her husband, the apostle, walked away from the entire ministry, dumped it in her lap, and went on a sexual escapade with someone he had met in a store. Now it, went down to, now, it wasn't just him meeting a person in the store. That stronghold was in him anyway. That stronghold was there anyhow. And he left the ministry, walked away from God, moved in with this woman, and he said to his wife when she would call him, I want to come out, but it seemed like I can't. He said, I want to be free, and it seemed like I can't. Well, to, to, in this particular situation, through prayer, through binding and loosing, and through the desire in his heart. Let me tell y'all something. Some of you that are caught up in this situation, in the deep depths desire of your heart, you're asking God, God, I've got myself in a mess. Help pull me out. Listen, I'm on your side. I get it. Ask him. This is not me a mess that's calling about, well, you done did it, you're done. No, I don't believe that. I know that the Holy Spirit will do his work, and his work is to convict of sin and of righteousness. His work is to redeem and restore. Are you hearing me? This pastor said, when he talked to his wife, I've got, I, I know I'm wrong. I've gotten myself in a mess. I need help. And the Spirit of God broke that yoke off of him. But for a number of months, the warfare he went through was, I'm trying to get out, but I just can't seem to. I understood, having gone through that bondage, I understood that he had formed an ungodly soul tie to someone that he was not married to. He formed an ungodly soul tie in a situation that captured his destiny, that captured his purpose. But God, through his grace, thank God for God, through his grace, he repented of his sin. And I'm going to say it straight up. He repented of his sin. And the Holy Spirit gave him the strength to come out from under that relationship. Now, let me hit you with some other stuff here. Now, people of God, I, I, I can't change the word. I've got to say it just what the word says. I'm going to do that anyway. Now, let me say this to you. Many of us that get pulled into uh, immorality or sexual sin like this, uh, what happens to us is the enemy sets you up so that he can bring in more spirits stronger than the last. Listen to what it says. Matthew 12, 43 and 44 says, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, when God has already delivered you, he, this spirit walks through dry places seeking rest and finds none. Now, guess what? The strong man that had you bound while we are free, they don't get any rest outside of us. They want us back. They're demons that want me back. There are demons that said, I want ivory back into perversion. I want ivory back operating in sin. I want him hooked on drugs. We had him. If I ever get my hands on ivory again, I'm going to kill him with those drugs. Yeah, they want me back. And the grace of God is keeping me as long as I don't play games. 
I don't play hypocrite. I don't operate and position myself to give them a place. Matthew 4, 12 and 44. Then he said, this is what the spirit says. I return into my house from whence I came out. And when he has come, he finds it empty, swept and garnished. These spirits will try to return. Are you hearing me? People ask me all the time, but brother Ivory, I got deliverance. I, I supposed to be all free. Deliverance might set you free from demons, but let me tell you something. You still got to deal with self. The reason why uh, the things in our lives pull us is because we don't got them programmed in our brain. I wish I had never seen pornography. I wish I had never seen the perversion and the drugs that I seen. But once I got that in my brain, it became a part of my warfare. Matter of fact, some of it was generationally, and I began to continue the same stronghold that was in our generation. These spirits will try to cause you to hook up and get bound back in somebody that is ungodly. Now listen to what it says here. Matthews 12 and 45, then go and feed. Then this demon goes and take with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself. Now, why do they do that? They go get seven other helpers. And by the fact that seven is the number of fullness, they go get seven other spirits more wicked them than themselves so that they can hold us in bondage. They enter in and dwell there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so shall it also be with this wicked generation. But here goes the key here. And number one, if they can get back in, they will bring other spirits to hold their ground. But thank God, God is a deliverer. Next, this is why backsliders often find themselves doing things they never did. You done hooks got somebody in your life. And now you're doing stuff you ain't never did. Some people go, Brother Ivory, I ain't never acted like that. I understand. Because of a demonic stronghold. But here goes what is great. God said, I am married to the backslider. I'm not going to just teach this stuff and leave you like, oh, poor you. You messed up now. We free. You messed up. No, no, no. God is married to the backslider. God is not going to give up on you. God is not going to uh, leave you in the enemy's camp. If you just listen, even cry out to him and say, Lord, I'm messing up. Lord, I'm in this mess. Bring me out. Lord, I'm the one that got myself in this. Set me free. Listen, I said it earlier. The good news. I got to say this because I don't want to just sit here and teach you. Get this demon. You got this demon. Da, 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 da. I want to tell you the good news. God is still a deliverer. Did you hear me what I said? God is still a deliverer. Now, one of the things that happens here is how did he get in? You gave place to him. This person, this situation come, will come back in your life. Somebody that wouldn't have you in, early, in earlier times comes back now to seduce you in. Listen to what the Bible says. And I must, once again, I'm not going to back up from the word. I'm going to preach it in a society that feels like it doesn't take all of that. I'm going to preach this truth to the church where many in the church now are living in a kind of way they want to and looking for some preacher to validate their sin. Sorry, I'm not the one. Look what it says in Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 25 and 27. Uh, I think it's 4 and 27. Let me take out. Praise be to God. There you go. Let me take out. There we go. Four. Okay. In the book of Ephesians 4 and 27, says, Neither give place to the devil. This word place is topaz. 
That means don't give him a location or a position in your home. Don't give the enemy a condition to pull you in. You give that bad boy an opportunity, he will take it. This word topaz, place, also means a license. So what the enemy is looking to do is, like now, I go back to Balaam. Balaam, when he told Balak he couldn't curse him, Balak offers Balaam more money. And here goes what, here goes exactly what uh, was told, Balaam told Balak. He said, okay, this is in the book of Numbers. If you can get them to worship idols and commit fornication, the doors will be open and their God will not protect them. So what did, what did Balak do? He caused seduction. Balak caused seduction to operate in their lives. And what ends up happening is, is that many of them came under bondage through idolatry and seduction. Look, the enemy wants us to exalt a person, place, or thing far above God. This is why God says, thou shalt serve the Lord thy God with all of thy heart, all of thy soul, and all of thy mind. Why? Because his main motive of operandi is to bring us to a place where we are so bound that we are allowing the enemy to bind our souls to a person, place, or thing. There are some of us that have gotten in relationships that we idolize them. We put them before God. And before you know it, you're bound right up. Now, listen at this. Now, some of the manifestations you will have is, you know they're not good for you, but you can't seem to let them go. That's a problem. Now, there's a problem in life Whenever anyone, I don't care who it is, gets in your life that you know you want to make a decision, you know you want to live right, and you feel as if you can't let them go. You can't trust them, and you can't seem to let them go. They actually show you. Are you hearing me? They actually show you that they can't be trusted, but I can't let them go. They manifest anger and abuse on you, but you can't let them go. Did you hear this? I'm going to go over this again. You know that they're not good for you, but you can't seem to let them go. Let me get this straightened up. You know that they're not good for you, but you can't seem to let them go. Now, that is amazing. This is showing that there is a strong spiritual problem. You can't trust them. You know you can't trust them, and you can't seem to let them go. They manifest anger and abuse on you. Something you wouldn't take from nobody, but you take it from them. My dear friend, you have gotten yourself, you have opened yourself to the door of a stronghold. Are y'all hearing me? You open yourself to a spiritual connection. Once the title of this message again is when a relationship has caused you to fall from God and you want to be free. In all of this, when you go before your father, you're asking him, Lord, this person is not good for me. My flesh likes what I'm feeling. Because I'm going to tell you something. Here goes the real deal about sexual encounters. Sexual encounters is amazing. I've been a fornicator. I've done this. I've been there. Are y'all following me? And, and the sexual encounters are amazing. They feel good to the flesh. They feel good to the emotion. But they set you up to separate you from God. The spirit in them will speak to you. And you know it because you have the spirit of God but have backslidden. In other words, some of these people you have connected to, every now and then, you can hear the demon in them talking to you. Well, let you know you mind. I'm not letting you go. 
they will let you know, you know, and, and usually when someone captures you like this, they usually operate under strong spirits of control and they want to tell you what to do, who you can talk to, who you can't talk to. That shows that that thing is what we call hurting you. Yeah, they got you hurt it now. Oh, by the way, you start. I'm going to get to this later. They want you weak so as to keep you under their control. The weaker you are, the better they feel. That's why they'll isolate you. That's why they'll separate you. That's why they'll pull you to themselves. And here goes what the demons will say. Listen at this. You are watching what you know is demonic, but can't fight back because you gave in to them. But I want to let them know, somebody listening at me, I speak to that spirit. I speak to that stronghold. I speak to that emotional bond that, of, of that narcissistic, manipulating, lustful control that has captured you. I ask the Father to set you free because your heart is right that you want to be free. And you're crying on the inside, God set me free, and you want to be free. You Listen at this. Here goes another one. While you have gone out rebelliously doing what you're doing, you feel abandoned by the church, and, but God has not abandoned you. In some cases, we are getting, the enemy must make you upset with the church for not chasing behind what you willingly went after. And then you're mad with the church. You feel abandoned by the church when in reality, you have backed away from God. Now, once again, I know someone is going to take that. Well, ain't this church supposed to care? Absolutely. But don't you realize that God is not going to allow you to be out there without his Holy Spirit using something or someone. Now, what am I saying? Your church may not be the one that goes after you, but your God will use someone that he does. Now, it's real good to say, well, that church I went to on first, first in Maine, none of them called me. But yet God is using other ways, other situations, other people, other voices. People don't play me. I, the enemy wants you to blame the church, blame pastor, blame the, 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 the body of Christ. When in actuality, the Holy Spirit is using other avenues. Let me say this to you. Just maybe the reason why the Lord is not using your church, because for some reason it wasn't strong enough to hold you from going out. He might have to use another avenue to get you back into him. I'm just saying. Because let me tell you something, when I was backslidden in this same condition, fornicating and operating out there like I did when I backslid, I had nothing, no madness with the church whatsoever. But God would not give me a break. I, I, I could eat at a restaurant and somebody would witness to me. I went into a card game where they were playing cards and somebody looked at me and said, Ivory, you don't belong here. Get out. I never will forget I went to a club in a place called Rosedale Beach in Delaware. I mean, it was hot. It was jumping. Glory be to God. I had, I had my girlfriend on one arm, amen, and her, her buddy on, on the other going in there to party hard. And somebody looked at me and said, Ivory, get out of here. Now, here I was balling, y'all. Here I was actually out there supposed to be getting it done. And the Holy Ghost kept speaking. No, nobody came from the choir and said anything. No, none of the ministers came and chased me down, but the Holy Ghost was chasing me down. I'm going to say this to you. Take time to listen to what who God is using to go at you. Instead of blaming somebody, take time to listen because God is speaking. God loves you too much. The enemy wants you upset with the church so you can blame the church for not rescuing you and not hear the Holy Ghost who's already in operation to do it. God is doing it. The Holy Ghost has been dealing with you while you blame the church when in reality, 
God love you and he is pulling on you to repent. I'm going to say that again. If I make five people mad, I'm going to say that again. If I make you upset, God loves you so much that he is pulling on you to repent. Forget the church not going after you and listen at what and who and how God is. The enemy has to make the church the enemy so you won't turn to God or the church for help. That's what he got to do. I'm going to say it again. The enemy has to make the church the enemy so you won't turn to God or the church for help. Because I'm going to tell you all something, and I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this with big pants on, big pants, P-A-N-T-S, with big pants on. I'm going to say this. Bottom line is it ain't the church that saves you. It's Christ himself. It's the Holy Ghost itself. So the Holy Ghost is going after you. This message is going after you, not to condemn you, not to judge you, not to put you down, but somebody needs to tell us the truth. You and I, when we fell like this, we were dealing with our destiny. I would have never become the general of deliverance, fornicating and out there in sin like I was. I would have never made it to this place had it not been for the goodness of God and the Holy Spirit. Are you hearing me? Listen, even that person that we all jacked up with, some of them may be used by the enemy, but they are just as much a puppet of the enemy as you are. Yeah, I said it. Mm -hmm. this, this spirit captures your soul by keeping you chasing it. Got that? It, it captures your soul by keeping you chasing that doggone thing. Yeah, I said it. Number one, since you with them, you lost yourself. You've lost yourself. You even find yourself having weird ailments, stuff from the heart bothering you, things in the body bothering you. It's very scary. You feel yourself panicking. I know some people that the demon in that person turns around and let them know straight up and what have you. Not, I'm not interested in church, and you ain't going to be doing this church thing. They play games with your mind. They have no sympathy. Got that? They play around with you. They're, and here goes another one that is big. You feel like you're being depleted. Let me go ahead and highlight this one. You feel like you're being depleted. Are you hearing me? It's like they're taking something out of you. It's crazy. But what happened, this is a draining spirit. Got the word pleaded. depleted. Depleted. They operate under a draining spirit. Why? Why do you feel depleted? It is because your spirit man is not now in worship. Your spirit now is not now feeding off of the word of God. Your spirit man is not now being fed prayer, intercession. Therefore, there's more being taken out of you than being put in you. Ever since you got in that relationship, you lost yourself. These spirits will go after our families as well. They will bring chaos, health issues, death threats. And in the spirit realm, they will do that. That's the way that these spirits operate. My dear friend, as I get ready to close out, because I've said about it enough, as I get ready to close out, somebody out there that is listening at me, you have had this experience. Look, you've fallen into sexual immorality. You've hooked yourself up with an unbeliever. That person is getting high. Y'all got high last night. Mm, yep, yep. Believe you, been there, done that. Y'all got high last night. You're, or, or you're sitting around with someone getting high, doing dope, freaking, partying hard, jumping all on top of you, and you're getting spiritually contaminated. 
Sometimes when they have sex with you, you almost feel like you could throw up. Are, are you hearing me what I'm saying to you? Sometimes that, that the conviction is so strong that you could just sit and weep. But I want to give you some encouragement. God is able to deliver. I know that I share a lot of my personal business, and Evelyn hears me. Evelyn knows the life that I've lived. Are you hearing me? My life is not a secret to my wife. She knows the bondage that I have been in. And I'm trying to tell you, people of God, God wants to set you free. Now, we're going to get ready to pray. We're going to get ready to ask the Holy Spirit to help us in this area, my dear friend. We'll get ready to ask the Spirit of the living God to break this yoke. And as I said earlier, I really am not concerned with someone who does not want to live right. Someone, and when I say in other words, I know that what I'm teaching is not going to be trending or people out there who don't know the Lord, that they're going to accept me for what I'm saying. I'm not trying to get that. I'm not trying to get likes. I'm not trying to get hits. I just want y'all to know this. I'm, there are some of us out here are preaching the gospel because we want to see people get saved and not go to hell. We want to see people's lives change. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, someone is listening at me now. Lord God, as that person is listening, yes, they acknowledge that they willingly and openly, God, was seized by the enemy. They, they, they know that they are hard and they are longing not to be lonely or even wanting, wanting sex itself. The enemy has used it to bind them in and have made a person or the feeling or the emotion or the pursuit an idol. They've made it through fornicating or adultery. It has bound them up and they want to be free. Lord God, to those that want to be free, to those that want to break through, hallelujah, I ask your Holy Spirit to set them free. I pray in the name of Jesus that the spiritual, emotional, and demonic soul tie of knitting that you've done with your soul, I pray that it be broken. I command the spirits that have you attached to that person that they are manipulators, controllers. They are sitting around doing things and having you do things with them and to them you never did in your life. I pray God set you free. I pray for your protection. Because some of these people, if you try to break away from them, they'll want to hurt you. They'll want to do things to you to try to end your life. And Lord God, those people also will, will herd them away from family and friends. Herd them away from church. Herd them away from you, Father. I ask you to break that stronghold in the name of Jesus. Set them free. I speak to these demonic strongholds. They don't belong to you. They belong to God. And you will not keep them in bondage like this. Lord God, there's somebody all last night. They were laying around fornicating, committing adultery, doing drugs, all kinds of things. And they're tired. They're simply tired. I want them to know that God has not forgotten you. I command that stronghold in your family line, that stronghold in your bloodline, and those open doors that you have opened, I command them to be broken. Father God, I thank you that you love them. This is a hard and a tough message, but God, you love them. I'm asking you, Father God, to set them free. They are tired of sinning and they want to be free. Lord God, I ask you to break these yokes. Lord God, I ask you to loose their destiny and purpose. Father God, because I realize that these enemies set us up like this so that it can divert us from the kingdom of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, set them free. And Lord God, I thank you that they have repented and said, Lord, set me free. Father, you're not against marriage. You're not against sex. You're not against people finding someone to love them. Father God, you're all about it.
But 99% of the time, we see the signs of narcissism. We see the signs of idolatry. We see the signs of lust and perversion. And we close our eyes, step right in as if we're going to come out okay. Father God, deliver them. Set them free. Lord God, I don't preach this message to make people feel less than anybody. But I tell you, I have to preach what the word of God says. That's the book we that are believers live by. I ask this in the name of Yeshua, in the name of Jesus our Lord, I call you spirits out. I command you to let them go. I break your power in the name of Jesus. I command that your hold be broken. I command that the soul, the mind, will, and emotion be loose. I command that the sexual things that you whispered in their ear to control and bind them and draw them away from God and destiny. I command those words to fall to the ground. I command every spirit working along with you to come out and let them go. I command in the name of Jesus, uh, your demonic assignment uh, to be broken by the power of God. I break you to I break your witchcraft and control. I break your sex magic. I break your mind manipulation. I command in the name of Jesus uh, every area of your of their body that you have stimulated. Uh, I command the bondage to be broken uh, and the soul to be loosed. Uh, every drug that the two of you have taken uh, where they have been out under the addiction of the drug uh, or alcohol that binds their actions over, I command it to be broken. Uh, you will not steal them from their legitimate mate. Uh, you will not steal them from their God. Uh, you will not steal them from their destiny. This I ask in the name of Yeshua, my Redeemer, Lord and Savior Jesus. I command these strongholds go in Jesus name and father I thank you and I praise you in Jesus name amen and amen my dear friends I we this is Apostle Ivory Hopkins and you have been listening to amen the general of deliverance podcast this is Apostle Ivory Hopkins and you have been listening to the general of deliverance podcast some of you are on YouTube that are listening at me we ask you to subscribe we ask you amen to follow our YouTube channel many of you that are listening to us on the podcast we're on many podcasts all over the world we ask you to subscribe to our podcast because we will be coming up with many more balanced biblical teachings amen Well, praise God. I trust that you enjoyed that message. Well, look, my dear friend, this is Apostle Hopkins. Amen. And I'm getting ready to get on up out of here. Look, if you want to sow a donation and bless us, you can do it on our website at pilgrimsministry.org. That's pilgrimsministry.org. Or you can go to our cash app and make a cash app donation to General Ivory Hopkins. It's just simply General Ivory Hopkins. It has been my pleasure, amen, to bring to you the things pertaining to kingdom, life, and family. So I trust these podcasts blesses you, and I'm going to catch you guys in another teaching. God bless. Bye-bye.